It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and WWE superstar AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. How am I supposed to do this show right now? <laughs> I so badly wish. Here's the better part. On my computer, I only have one screen up right now, and it's AJ's screen. <laughs> I God, I wish you guys were with us on video right now. Holy crap. Welcome in to episode number 99 cents of Jobbing Out, because right now you can go to wherever you get music, and you can find, for 99 cents, now you know... Hit Row, which is available on uh, Apple Music and various other platforms. Shopping out, Glenn Clark, Brandon Linton, Aaron Oster, and of course... The main <laughs> <laughs> If you guys knew... Brandon, Brandon looks like he's about to die. I do. My, me working out at LA Fitness is going to do a cancer cut. <laughs> it's the funniest thing I've, I wish you guys could he see had to like, he had to like he had to like prepare for the main event because of what he's doing it was like this the main <laughs> so 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 AJ I didn't know if AJ was going to be able to do the show today because today is a picks episode and there's all there's rules now it's just the way it goes we get it AJ's got a job and he's doing pretty freaking good at it so like we're not going to mess with that so you guys think it rose over? Don't worry, I'll wait. Yeah, no, no, I don't think yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, I promise you, I don't think that. Um, you should think that. Why? Over They're in over. a good way. Oh, over. I'm like, why? Why over, would I think? Over. Oh, yeah. Not a yeah. Podcast, I'm not sorry. Done, I'm over. sorry. Oh, they couldn't be more over. Jesus Christ, Damian Priest putting them over this week. Like, holy f. So, um, so AJ's like, nah, I can, I can do the show. You guys just got to do picks a little bit later. I'm like, all right, well, we can do that. No problem. So he's like, all right, give me a call. So we call him and we've been doing video more recently, especially when we have interviews. It's like nice to see who's got a question, things along those lines. Cause we haven't been together at all for the course of the last few years. So AJ's like, yeah, I'm in. And then we see him, <laughs> his head's bobbing. He is on the bike at an LA Fitness right now doing this show, and you just have. Hey, if you're gonna call yourself the main event, you gotta train like one. You no, I feel you, but like you just have to see the visual. The visual is unbelievable of what we're looking at with AJ just rocking back and forth, just getting it in, getting the job done as he prepares for. You never know, maybe he'll be called upon. Come uh, in your house. We'll see. L- little little do we know, know he's cutting a promo on the bike, and this is just practice for him. <sighs> All right. On the second try, my $350 just went out the window. So it's a bad day for me in tennis betting. Really sad, really sad <laughs> moment for me. All right. Um, let's, talk about, uh, let's talk about what's going on with you, dude. Let's talk about despite this, just, not just being on the bike right now. Um, uh, uh. every week it just keeps getting better every week. It just keeps getting more over. Um, I, I don't know what else there is to say other than holy shit. 
There, there's just no way that there's ever been anything like this that every wrestling fan and professional wrestler on the planet has been down with. I mean, it's almost like I have a gig as a host on a show about wrestling history. Yeah. And yeah. I studied wrestling. It's almost like that. Wrestling history and came up with an idea that had never been done before. It really almost is like, almost like that. That was the plan. It's almost almost like, like that's the case. The, the man. same plan. The same plan that I started two years ago. It's almost like it's the same exact plan. You know, by the way, I remember you telling us. Actually, technically. Technically, it was three years ago because it was 2018, but it was November. Right. Speaking of which, I was watching the uh, the Brutus and and Valentine episode over the weekend, and I feel like you told us something that we redacted some time ago, uh, and it didn't end yeah, up making right. the actual episode. Yeah. I know it killed me too. When we got to Vegas, for those that don't know, we do a uh, I remarry Brutus and Greg to their wives. And I do it dressed like Brutus the, the Barber Beefcake. Which I have to but, see. How am I not seeing that? Hey, um, you know, we, we, this episode, they focus really, really tightly on the actual items. No, Sometimes no doubt. Sometimes the items are just the thing that we go, we get a couple of them. So the story in between. Yeah, is so you can story. tell the story. Yeah. This week's episode was more of a. Uh, uh, focus in on the items themselves and because of that you know we lose time uh, I don't edit the show oh. if I was editing the show there's no possible way that we end that episode I any mean, other way than that wedding seriously dude <laughs> is there a chance we see it like uh, these 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 what, what do you what have you called these uh, other episodes that have gone back like when they redid the McFoley episode expanded or extended uh, yeah, yeah whatever whatever that is I hope they do that for Greg and Brutus because that scene is, in my mind, top three scenes that we did shooting the show. I mean, dude, like, like, I just need to know, like, what your response was when that was pitched to you. Like, you want me to do what? <laughs> it was my, it was, it was really my idea. Okay. Like, they, they wanted me to marry them, but I was like, if I'm going to marry them in Vegas, we got to go over the top ridiculous with it. I got to be dressed like Brutus, and I pulled it off. Oh. Wait, did you have did you have like the fishnet pants? No, I oh. said regular jeans on. I'm just upset they couldn't do uh, my suggestion of getting it in the little white chapel where Stephanie and Triple H got married. That was also uh. I pitched that, and then uh, they found a place that said we could do it for free. So well, that's, that's the old <laughs> yeah. the old free ninety nine. That is that is a good price. For doing something That's like the this, man. That, that you is know, a good What's really interesting to me about the a couple of the, like this episode in particular, but also I think it was the Jake the Snake episode, is that you sort of get a window into like, at least the people who edited that episode or who directed that, however you want to put it, into the time frame that they think like like the time frames that they thought were most important for those people are not the time frames that hit me personally the hardest about those people. And that was just very interesting because, like, of course, it's going to be different. You know what I mean? I mean, like, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, you also got to realize it's, uh, like, they're really emphasizing the time periods of the items we're finding. Right. Yep. And, and not the person themselves because if that's the case, like, uh, 
we would have to go get Mick Foley's tooth. <laughs> right. That's, but, and that's, I guess, that raises a question of, like, is that sort of, like, part of the movie magic? Is, like, you kind of know what's out there, and that's that's how they direct it? Or, or did you go find stuff and then later go back and say, you know, we're looking for, or, or if you can't say, then that's fine, too? No, it's like, no. We, I mean, every, every story was different. Sometimes, like, they got into... The producers got in contact with the person who uh, who they found out through various means, and that's why we go to their house. But right. also, like a lot of stuff made the show that like we didn't go to their house for; it just happened to be there. Right. Like the mask, like like the Brutus's mask. Like like we went to, like before we ended up with uh, Kane's mask that we got out of his attic. Uh, we went to a collector's house and didn't make the show, and we offered him the world. WrestleMania, all access, <laughs> 10 grand, like front row seats. Like, he's never been to Mania. He lives in Cincinnati, Ohio. He was like, nah, I like the mask. <laughs> <laughs> I want to find a cane mask right now just so I can get all that. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Because like he's like, well, I've been trying to get this mask for ten years, and then uh, I just got it last year, so I'm not ready to let it go. Was Kane there? there with I can Kane in the space. Said it's Kane. Yeah. <laughs> what? Are, but what are you gonna do with the mask for three years? You're just gonna sit there and look at it? <laughs> like, look, I, I can respect it. I just couldn't say that to Kane's face. No, no, <laughs> no. That wouldn't be happening. Um. All right. So I have. I, Kane was like. Kane. Kane was like flattered because the guy was like. No, this is too important to me for you to for me to give it up. You understand? Yeah. So Kane actually ended up signing a lot of his stuff on the way out. But like, that's the cool thing is that like, we went there with the whole purpose of knowing he had a Kane mask and didn't get it. You know what I'm saying? So then we had to readjust the plan on the way. I'm fa- I'm fascinated by like, do you do you get the option? You know, like how sometimes people will do this when they sell a property, they'll be like, look, you know, when we. What we'll agree to is in five years when we're ready to sell, like you, you'll have the first option to buy the property. Like, could we possibly have yeah. that over a mask? <laughs> we write out a contract yeah, for a five-year option. Be, the crazy thing is that's not, it's not the only time that that happened this season. That's the craziest part is that, like, this consistently happened. Like, the amount of things that we shot and the amount of things that actually made the show – is like maybe like twenty five percent, maybe less. Wow! Like, wow, man! Wow! So like, so like, if they if they really wanted to do a season two just with unseen footage from season one, they probably could. Man, man, I'd be I'd all be, for I'd it. I'd be down. I'd watch it. I have to. I have to see you get you remarry those guys. Like, I have to see that scene somehow, some way. <laughs> I've been I've been meaning like I want to put the producer of the show on one of these weeks. One of these weeks when you can't do the show, I want to have her come on and talk about it because uh-huh. the show is just that good. You know what I mean? Like we just enjoyed it that much. So we want to talk about some of that stuff. We haven't talked to you since this episode ran. I just want to ask and it's such a it's such a Chris Farley question or whatever, but like how fucking cool was Jake the Snake? Like he he came across so cool. So cool in that episode. <laughs> So cool. Like, yeah. the thing is, like, and that's another thing that, like, when I first, my first, like, week or so shooting the show, like, we shot the show over nine months. But, you know, my first week or so, I knew I was the host. But, like, I didn't want to, you know, do too much and then be in, like, be a new city, you know what I'm saying? So, what they're trying to get shot. But then after about a week, I realized the train runs as the conductor runs it. So, 
uh, I would start doing things on my own. Like one time we were driving around with Jake the Snake, and me and him pulled over to get milkshakes, and then, <laughs> and then, it because of that, we end up having a conversation about his uh, the DDT, and he tells me what the real meaning of DDT is, and that didn't even make the show. Oh like, man. Cool moment, cool moments like that are like were like there were so many with him because he was just like he's a guy that is like really at peace with himself because he knows what he's done yeah where he's been through and where, yeah. and where he's at now yeah so anytime you get with, you get involved with somebody like that it uh it makes it easier for them to you know let their guard down and relate I mean, I don't know how many times you had that. Like when we did the when we had him on the show, I feel like we did six hours with him, and like legitimately couldn't get him off the phone. And I imagine that when you're filming, you're like, "Jake, we got to do this, man." And he's just like, "I got time. I got time." I, my my stories can yeah. go seven minutes long. We don't have to worry about commercial no breaks worries. or anything. No doubt, uh-huh. right? Like, and and and, and and basically by everyone that you every single person who speaks about Jake Roberts agrees that he's essentially a genius in the wrestling business. So like. That helps. <laughs> yeah, and also, and also, like that's the thing is that uh, I said this on uh, Busted Open yesterday. I happened to see you were on like, that program. Yeah, I was. I yeah. was, uh, I was uh, talking about most wanted. You yeah, know what I'm real weird. Real weird. Uh, and a little hit row talk too. Um, yeah. When uh, I said it then, I was like, people don't realize like for each one of these superstars. I was in the car with them, interviewing them for no less than two hours, each one of wow, them. Wow, man. Like, some as many wow. as, like, five or six hours. So, like, so like 15 seconds of it makes the show. Yep. You know? You know? So, like, what they don't understand is that I picked every single one of their brains, not just for why they did things that they did in their career, but how I can apply it to myself. No doubt, man. And... And Jake was one of the most helpful guys. Mick was really helpful. Taker was super helpful. Flair was like, he, he didn't give me like tips, but instead he was like, man, I seen you on camera. You got the charisma, man. If you're worth anything in the ring, you'll make millions of dollars. Jeez. <laughs> By the way, it I seems like, it seems that. like you I and Mick, you, wait, but you, you and Mick kind of seem like have like a buddy cop thing going on a little bit. Like, yeah, because we're, we're very relatable. Like, uh, we're both like really big, intimidating guys that on, you know, if you actually know us, we're like really nice, genuine people. Like a teddy bear type. Yeah. But, like, but we also, the only difference between me and him is like, I don't think he has the ability to tell people to fuck off. You know <laughs> so so when, when are you guys going like, to go be Santas he'll, together? He'll, he'll come find a, a creative way to say, you know, I don't want to deal with this anymore. Right. Well, me... I'll just be like, dude, fuck off. Like he, I don't want to do this Yeah, anymore. like he might not be in Hit Row is what you're saying. Like yeah, he no, might yeah, yeah, yeah. not be a member of Hit Row. Well, he can be our lawyer from Long Island. <laughs> I was going to say he's going to be as the PR person. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so I know you can't pick any matches, but like uh-huh. do you, you, you have, have some investment? Do you have in a rooting interest perhaps yeah. in one particular match at In Your House? I do. Um, truth be told, whether... Legato takes the titles from MSK and Bronson, or Bronson and MSK retain. I mean, I don't know if in our path is one where one place you want to be right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. at this moment, at this moment, we're the new bully on the yard, and if somebody big and bad comes and punches us in our mouth, 
we gonna think we run this place. And to be quite frank with you, I don't think frank. anybody can walk up to me, punch me in my mouth, and get away with it. Well, so, sir, I mean, hang on a second. I've seen the size of those dudes. No offense. Like, I've seen the size of those dudes. I, I mean, yeah. I, I've seen the size of you. It ain't quite the exact same. Like, well, Bronson. Like, Bronson's a different man. Uh, yeah, Bronson's different. I was talking about. Uh, uh, let me be. Let me make this point abundantly clear. I love Bronson to death. <laughs> I think he's a hell of a competitor, and I think that he's incredible in the ring, and I was happy for him when he got his title. But that man is six inches shorter than me, <laughs> and I will pick him, and I will pick him above my head, and then put him back down on the ground and yeah. take everything that he got. Hell yeah, hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I we got a, hey, we got a dirt sheet reporter recording this, so <laughs> we got to be careful yeah. here. <laughs> that's the truth. I know. I said that. I say that to him. Uh, I know. Was Godzilla the King Kong? You feel me? <laughs> I know that's the truth. Hey, uh, so we get to see all the public things. Like we get to see, you know, we we, we obviously we talked about KO and Damian Priest this week, uh-huh. who's my dude. Like I, I'm all in on Damian Bailey Priest at some point, right? Um, yeah. Is there one maybe that we wouldn't know about? Is there like a private one, like a message that you gotten from somebody or somebody that like like we could share that would be really cool? Um, I mean. Not to humble brag, but you know, Edge hits me up and tells me that he loves what we're doing. No, and he thinks this. You know what I'm saying? So like, he was, not, he, he was just in the main event of WrestleMania. I don't. You know yeah. I, I, I don't, now who who is that again? Edge. I wait. Now, wait I know I a guy. Know I walked this. up to a guy outside of the arena in Brooklyn and I said, "What's up, Adam?" But I don't know who Edge is. Exactly. Doesn't. So like, the coolest, absolute coolest thing, and not to. Sound like a mark, but me and Edge talk all the time because I asked him for advice. He gives it to me. Wow. Um, and like, it's because when he came to the PC and wanted to talk to everybody, I was one of the only people that had the balls to go up and talk to him and try to actually give advice on him, give his number, stay in contact, show him my stuff, ask him for his advice. A lot of people think that they're ready for that spot. I know I'm ready. <laughs> I mean, it's. Yes. Yes. Jay Z line of all time is. No. I've... So. So when I talked to him all the time, and so we hadn't talked about him real since the debut. He talked about other things. And he was just showing love, being like, yeah, man, that, you got it. That's, that's it. That's incredible. By, by the way, I don't know if you know this, but this man was in the greatest wrestling match ever. <laughs> this is the greatest <laughs> match. <laughs> All right. All right, AJ, you're starting to sound like you're a little underwater. It was it was going well for a while. It was going yeah, really I mean, yeah, it might legitimately be <laughs> yeah. the sweat in your hoodie. Um, so let's 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 do this. Can we plug anything? Is it just at AJ Francis four one zero? Go download, go download the song. Right, like that's what we need people to do. Absolutely. AJ Francis four one zero. Talk, stream the song, do some more with it. Really, need to make sure that you tune in this time though. Two hours. I'm doing a fine episode on Amy. Uh, starts at eight o'clock. We have a fun time. Sort of the you know kind of
I do. I completely know what you're saying. <laughs> That's the only part of that I made out, but I do know that the show is Sunday night and it's at 8 o'clock <laughs> and I'm looking forward to all that. I got just enough out of that to be able... <laughs> just, like, barely. Like, literally next to nothing. But we were rolling with it. Like, we were just going to let really it... Bad, you you looked really excited about I know, it. right? We something so about Ric Flair making an entrance. <laughs> yeah, right? We were so excited about it. I could tell you were talking about the show. I could tell it was the special time, a two-hour show. I was like, oh, but I just I couldn't get anything more out of it. It's what it is. Uh, and we're seeing you next week. You're home next week. Whenever you want to show up, we'll make sure. You tell uh, Because, uh, you know, it's my man's birthday, so I won't be there forever, but I'll be there a couple hours. All right. All right, all right, all right. We'll make sure that we have Slip Cup slated to go by the time you get there for the pig roast next Saturday. It's going to be a great day. All right, uh, if in case anybody can hear it, let's do the sign-off anyway. There he goes, live from L.A. Fitness. He is... <laughs> Vent. Vent. That actually kind of worked. That was all right. All right, bro. Oh, man. Love you, dude. We'll see you next week. There, there goes AJ. I'm oh so, God, I'm sorry for oh, all of you that like were like, why are they letting that go? But it actually, like, you. Ha- I wish you could have seen him. He was so into whatever oh, he, he was, was like. Whatever he was saying, he was about it. It looks <laughs> like he might have been Flair. telling us he was like confirmed for the WrestleMania card of next right, year. Like right. that's how excited he was about whatever he was saying. Oh, unfortunately, he actually, broke, he actually just broke big news, and we have no idea. Oh, what I know, is. right? God, he was so excited about it. I couldn't. Yeah, he, he just told us that we all have an all-expenses-paid trip to something, and we didn't, none of us are going to make it there because oh, man. we didn't hear it. Uh, uh, I will remind everyone <laughs> that uh, coming up this week on WWE's Most Wanted Treasures, it is an 8 o'clock episode on Sunday, um, and it is a two-hour show as uh, AJ uh, Big Show and Mark Henry will be out tracking down Andre the Giant memorabilia. And so that will definitely be worth, worth watching come Sunday. Um, the good news is I don't think there's a lot of main roster stuff that we really need to cover from this week, frankly. So we've got uh, Conrad Thompson scheduled to join us in a couple minutes. He's going to be back at Jimmy's this weekend with Jeff Jarrett. And then we've got to do our picks for uh, In Your House. Is there a big main roster story that you particularly want to cover right now? I mean, <clears throat> do we think that they're alluding to Kofi Kingston being the, uh, the next actual real challenger for the title? What do you mean by real challenger? Like getting a match or... 
Like he's I not mean, the SummerSlam like match. The, I he's don't not know. Not the SummerSlam match. I don't know. I mean, I, how do we know? Do we know I mean, Brock Lesnar's coming in? Like, do we know? No, that they, but I, I think they're going to try to get. I think wouldn't that be to, a honest, huge crowd moment? A crowd moment, but I think they, I think they honestly are trying to make this bigger than not just this year's WrestleMania, bigger than most. Don't you think they want reactions, though? Um, you don't think Brock Lesnar would get reactions? I, I, when you say when you say reactions, I don't think they value reactions over valuing hype. I think right now okay. they want hype, and like the big rumor this week was that they're looking at John Cena, Roman Reigns for a main event. I have sure. I have no idea. You know, let's say let's say you had John Cena, Roman Reigns, and you have Bobby versus Brock. In that sense, you don't think. I mean, the title's probably not sw- switching hands in either one of those matches. Oh, I think Brock so, Lesnar could beat Bobby Lashley. They've never given yeah. a shit before if Brock Lesnar was going to be around or not. Why would they start caring today? What? Uh, okay. I mean, like, I just don't get the feeling that Brock Lesnar is going to be around at but all Brandon, in any way past SummerSlam if he, he comes in. Well, hold on. They, I we mean, don't know I go to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, they, they, they do have a... They do have a, they do have a contract with him like that he's supposed to I do it. I thought he was a free agent now. He may be a free agent. No, they There's still... There's no contract in place. Hang on a second. I'm pretty sure that I, that... Either way, he hasn't shown up because they haven't had people. That's the only reason he hasn't showed up. Yeah, There's because they weren't going to spend money. And they're going to pay him. Right, they weren't gonna. They weren't gonna spend money necessarily on a guy that wasn't there. I thought they said his contract expired. It might. It, m- it might have. Maybe. But they'll maybe. Get it back going now that people are back. Maybe yeah, it has. May eleventh, not under contract. That seems weird that his contract would just run up without working, though. Like that's really odd. That's really odd. Um. Yeah, I don't. I, either way, I don't think the contract's an issue there. Yeah, I don't think so. Like either. he says, how he says, I want this much. They say okay. Well, right. sure, sure. But I, I'm just saying, I don't know. Okay, I mean that's fair. I just, I just don't see. I don't know. I, I think it would be but very even, odd for them to do all this with Bobby to have Brock Lesnar come in and beat him whenever like he's not a face. Like neither one of those people are a face. And if you in in, in in theory, you want someone to conquer the monster that they've created in Lashley. It's not Brock Lesnar. That doesn't make any but, sense. But and they haven't done I, that. I don't before. know that. I don't you know can't that they, say they have. Him. I don't they know have. It, that that they view him as like the huge, amazing, big deal moment to beat him. Well, at I, this point. I think you keep going back to them wanting it to be about moments, and I just don't think that's the case. I think it's to them about they want something that ESPN is going to talk about during the summer. They want something that's going to get them attention. I don't think they're nearly as concerned about creating moments. But as, you don't think two black guys headlining uh, SummerSlam for the title could be that? It's not. If you're trying to compare, no offense, if you're trying to compare Kofi Kingston in any way to Brock Lesnar as far as the attention that it will get from from the average person. No, of course it's not bigger it's, than that. It's I'm not even saying, that it's not bigger. Not it's table. not in the same planet. It's not no, in the but same. but that's not on the table? Well, yes, if they can't get Brock Lesnar in any way, maybe, like maybe. Now, maybe, but I, I feel like they, again, they're going to try to go for the biggest names they can. They'll either, it could be Goldberg, quite frankly. No, don't Goldberg, say, would, don't in their mind, would be bigger. Existence. I'm not saying it would be good, but in their pro, my thought process, or, I think it would be more or, likely. Or it could be Edge, because... Fuck all! Why not just do Edge, right? Like, why not? Let's 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 just go with it. So I'm, it, I 
I, I get what you're trying to say. I don't think the first Kofi mania would have ever happened had it not been for an insane uprising that occurred. I so don't what do think... you think this is? Just Money in the Bank title match? Probably. I mean, they, they clearly alluded to something on Monday. Yeah. Well, I think it definitely helps to have something like that for when fans come back. Like, I think it's it's good in the immediacy. Because that have... is the first fan's right. yes. show. I think yeah, it's right. definitely... I think perfectly a lot. It, it's something, you know, we don't necessarily expect Kofi to beat... Uh, you know, to beat Bobby Lashley there, but it's something that fans can get behind, so it's not just a throwaway title match there. It, it fits. I mean, it will feel like a really big deal, too. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it'll feel... I don't know. I mean... I mean, because everyone real, will be behind... But Kofi. I think anything would feel like a really big... I think this is the part no, that's about No, I don't think Drew McIntyre will get the same reaction that Kofi's going to get. No, I, I don't disagree that Drew... Mm. I, I said this last week. I think right now when think fans a honeymoon period. I think when fans come back, everything is being reacted to. I don't think there's any I think this notion that fans are booing Drew McIntyre immediately is not true. Like not I don't booing, that. but I think the reaction I, will be stronger. Like there's a difference between booing and like cheering mixed with indifference. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think Drew McIntyre is cheering mixed with indifference at this point. I, well, I, I think, do not think he will get booed, though. I don't I don't know. I just don't know if it's like that here. You guys keep talking while I get Conrad. Yeah, I mean, and, and for Money in the Bank specifically, it's generally that match that's not, you know, it, it is it's that the match. Dolph Ziggler. It's the Dolph yeah, Ziggler. Yeah, exactly. And, and the... Kofi is the best you can do in this situation, so I think it really fits in that situation. Then you get through whatever you know, crazy match you're going to have at SummerSlam, and then you really start building whatever the story is going to be out of that. Now, I, I'm with Glenn. I think that it could be Brock coming out of it, especially if they can get a few more appearances out of him. Um, you know, the, the whole Lashley thing is great. I'm loving it. I just don't know if they are doing this because of Bobby as much as just to kind of keep going down the line. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. I, I'm not. I'm not certain of that either. But uh, we will see how it goes. All right. Um, before we get to any of that, an amazing weekend coming up at uh, Jimmy's Famous Seafood. By the way, every weekend is amazing at Jimmy's Famous Seafood. Let's start with that. But this one, I just got a package from Jimmy's Famous Seafood. I, I bet you were very about excited about that. Uh, this weekend, podcast palooza at Jimmy's Famous Seafood. And of course, if you're going to have a podcast palooza, it would seem as though you would need to have a pod father there to be a part of it it would just seem to be that would that would need to happen uh joining us now the pod father himself he's going to be there as part of my world with jeff jarrett and i hear a rumor he might have a special guest with him uh during this call it's a pleasure to welcome back to the show how many appearances now for conrad on this program aaron i think it's got to be like like six at this point something along those lines Conrad Thompson is back with us here on Jobbing Out. Conrad, it's good to talk to you again, man. Thank you so much for taking the time for us. Hey, man. Thanks for having us. Glad to be back and glad to be headed to Jimmy's Famous Seafood. Best crab cakes in the world. And if you know anything about me, it's I know good eating. I can't wait to be there this Saturday. <laughs> Dude, like, I, it's so, you know, we, we had Cardona on last week. We were talking about this. Like, you would just go there to go there. That's the funny part, right? If somebody just said, hey, you're going to be in Baltimore this week, that's great news. I'll just go to Jimmy's. Now you get to go do a show, make a little bit of money this weekend. Like, it's got to feel like you're almost stealing at this point, getting to hang out at Jimmy's and getting paid to do it. Dude, it is the best of both worlds. I mean, uh, I couldn't have imagined as a, as a small, fat man from Alabama, <laughs> you're going to grow into a big, fat man and get paid to eat the best crab cakes in the world. Sign me up. And, uh... If you're looking to sign up, it's jeffandconradlive.com. <laughs> no one is better in the world. No one is better at plugs than Conrad Thompson. Again, Jeff and Conrad, 
and and they'll be there for um, for podcast Palooza, my world with Jeff Jarrett coming up on Saturday night. Go ahead, Aaron. I was going to just say, you know, you're coming with Jeff. You guys have kind of recently started this podcast. Uh, it's been awesome. Great reviews as all of them. You know, how, how's it been? Di- how's it been going? And how's it been different from some of your other ones? Well, you know, it's, it is a little different in that I've done shows with professional wrestlers like Ric Flair and Arn Anderson and Kurt Angle. And I've done shows with commentators, whether it was play-by-play or color, like Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross. And I've done shows with creative folks like Eric Bischoff and Bruce Pritchard. But I've never done a show with a promoter. Uh, and not just a promoter, really a third-generation promoter. So he grew up in a promoter's house and just sort of had that ingrained in his blood at an early age. And his approach to the business has been totally different than anyone else I've ever podcasted with. And I don't think there's another wrestling podcast like My World with Jeff Jarrett out there. His story is really like out of a movie, but he's never told it. No shoot interviews, no book deals, no tell-alls. So we're starting, you know, sort of piece by piece with the major moments in his career. And right now we're knee-deep in talking about the creation of TNA. And I just look back and think how brave that must have been to look around and realize, hey, there's no job for me in wrestling, so I'm just going to create my own spot and in the process create jobs. And now here we are 19 years later. Impact is still a thing, and it was his vision. And uh, it's been a remarkable story. So I encourage everybody listening, check it out. It's My World with Jeff Jarrett. It's not your daddy's wrestling podcast. You ever you ever think, like, I might be tapped out, Conrad? Do you ever have, like, a moment where you're like, I... I just don't know if I can do, like, I, I've done all of them. I don't know if I can do more stories, or is it still the part of your life where you're like, holy crap, this is what I'm doing for a living. Guys, I, I, I'm getting paid comma money to come to Jimmy's and talk about old wrestling and yeah. eat crab cakes. Yeah. I'm going to keep doing that forever, but yeah. there's never too much of that. Now, that being said, i got to admit, Jeff's been on my like bucket list or wish list for a long time. For years and years, people would ask me on social hey, if you could do one more podcast, who do you wish it could be with? And I've been pretty consistent that it would be Paul Heyman or Jeff Jarrett. And I just don't think those guys have really ever shared their story. And I think there's there's been a, almost a, a changing of the guard with the way people handle Jeff Jarrett and just think about his career. And that's happened very quickly. I can't tell you how many times I've seen feedback online that, that reads something like, you know, Jeff, I hated your tale for 20 years. I thought you were the biggest piece of crap in all of wrestling. But I heard your episode today and realized I was wrong. Keep up the great work. Like, what a backhanded compliment that is. <laughs> right? but, but the Internet had just decided who Jeff was, and Jeff never, as we like to say, policed the narrative. He just let people say what they said. And so his story became whatever they wanted it to be. And now that he's finally telling his story, man, I think it's like the new something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. It is just refreshing. People had their opinion about Bruce long before they heard the show and, and slowly but surely he won everybody over and i think that's what's next for jeff jarrett it's already started to happen of course you can find the show itself at adfreeshows.com and and make sure you're there saturday night jeff and conrad live.com is the website to get your tickets for saturday night at jimmy's seafood it, it does do you replace him with someone on the bucket list or like does the bucket list now just become Heyman at this point no i think it, now it's Heyman and foley you okay. know, I, I know the list continues to grow, but Foley is one of the great storytellers and communicators, and we knew that more than 20 years ago with his first book. But he has such a rich history of wrestling in Japan and on the independents and WCW and ECW and TNA, and he's done it all. And uh, he's such a great storyteller that he's even converted it into a stage show. So he is going to be a real pro at, at telling stories at this point. And to me, it's criminal 
that seemingly every wrestler who ever laced up a pair of boots has had a podcast but Mick Foley. Right. So if, if somebody's yeah. replacing Jeff on the bucket list, it's Mick. You know, the, and that might end up being the best one because, I, I, like, no, no offense to Jeff, <laughs> no offense to anyone. I mean, the, the story is so unique. Even the surface that was scratched in that any biography is kind of mind blowing, and that and that's not even the half of it. You know what I mean? So. Man, I would really like to hear that. Well, I'll tell you what you're going to look forward to hearing, is that's some stories we can't tell here on the podcast. Uh, Jeff and I have been planning our live show for this weekend in Baltimore. And, you know, I've done so many of these, whether it's with Eric Bischoff or Tony Schiavone or Jim Ross or certainly Bruce Pritchard, but I've never done one with Jeff. So we had to sort of sit down and say, Jeff, what are some stories that no matter what, we can never tell on the podcast? Okay. <laughs> There was a few where I felt like I needed to throw up. So I hope everybody's done and finished. you got to finish that before you sit down. Because if you want stories about sex, drugs, and rock and roll, it's happening this Saturday night at Jimmy's Famous Seafood, 10 p.m. Pick up your tickets now at Jeff and Conrad Live. And you know what? On that note, I think it's time for the hot tag. Holy crap. Conrad, love you, brother. Love you. Thank you for doing this. Howdy, folks. Double J. Double J. How you doing, guys? Oh, my God. Wait, wait, wait. How do you spell that? <laughs> I'll let you spell that. <laughs> the great Jeff Jarrett has joined us now here on Jobbing Out. He's back with us. Uh, and, again, he will be part of my world on Saturday night at Jimmy's Famous Seafood, jeffandconradlive.com. Jeff, what made you What made you decide you were going to do this? Like, when, you know, I don't know if Conrad had been bugging you for years. I don't know. Like, just take me through you know you've got these stories. You you know you've you've probably told some of them. Some of them that you thought you might have to take to the grave. What made you decide that it was time to do this now? Well, now are you talking about me coming up to Baltimore yeah. and eating crab cakes with Conrad? Well, yeah, I mean that you one's a no brainer. No, I mean the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, that part's a pretty easy decision to make. You're like, wait a second, you want me to come? To the the no, I'll do that. No, I mean the show in general. No, uh, and, and Conrad just alluded to it earlier. He had been, uh, you know, I was on the very first live event of uh, him and Bruce, something to wrestle with in, in Orlando. So it goes back that far. That's when me and Conrad really first met. And then we've worked together sort of off and on on different, really just side projects. And he's wanted me and he stayed pretty consistent about me doing a podcast. And I really have had no interest growing up in the business. You know, I'm a third generation, uh, just last, this past April, so celebrated 35 years, but I've, you know, like Conrad said, I've never done shoot interviews. I'm a promoter at heart. And I've always talked about whether it's the next event, next Raw, next SmackDown, you know, back in the day, the next Nitro, whatever it is, next pay-per-view at TNA, just promote, 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 thinking ahead. And I never had any interest of telling stories, other long bus rides or plane rides or car rides or, you know, in the dressing room and, and maybe not suited for uh, the everyday audience, so to speak. But um, he stayed on me, very persistent. And then last year, and I've told this story a couple of times, during the pandemic, uh, when everybody was shut in, that's the first time, uh, you know, that I had been off the road basically full time since I was in high school. Really, you know, right out of high school, uh, I got into wrestling. So that's the first time I'd really been at home uh, shut in, like a lot of us. And, you know, with Netflix and YouTube and on-demand entertainment, um, you know, we all watched a lot of content that we weren't used to. But th The Last Dance, and I don't know if you guys ever saw it, it the documentary. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a basketball fan, a, a Bulls junkie. Um, but watching that and, and watching Michael Jordan with the laptop in his, in, in his lap and watching a practice or a game or a highlight or a comment 
of something that happened 20 years ago. And when I watched that, I was so mesmerized when they would, you know, really, uh, it, it was so dramatic on, okay, what's Michael going to say? How is he going to respond? Is he going to laugh? Is he going to cry? Is he going to be funny? Whatever it may be, I was really captivated by that. And then sort of fast forward to the new year uh, this year, and, and things were, you know, coming out of the pandemic and Conrad being persistent. And then he sat down and, and you know, basically laid out the business plan and sponsors and, and how it works and, you know, our partners with Cumulus Media and, you know, the global reach. And so I decided let's go all in. And, uh, man, I'm really, really blessed how it's taken off. We went right up to the top of the charts and hit number one. And, and we've been rocking and rolling, but it's been a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, just sort of the stars align. And, and really, when you get right down to it, the business model that, that Conrad's already built, when you think about his, his cast of characters or faction, it's not even a, 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 a business partners. We're, we're a faction, five Hall of Famers, and Tony Schiavone, the lead announcer of AEW and the voice of, uh, of WCW over the years, and, and Bruce Pritchard. You know, he laid the groundwork for all of us, but obviously the executive creative director of WWE. It, it's it, it's really, really impressive, and I'm uh, very grateful to be a part of the family. By the way, the podcast peaked slightly higher than With My Baby Tonight did uh, the first time it was on the That's charts. very debatable, <laughs> With My Baby Tonight. It, it, How it dare you? One, but back in 95, uh, the charts were different, but uh, <laughs> we're going to be re-releasing that song. Yeah, in order uh, to get it back on. Oh, has it. <laughs> I love that. Since uh, since you started doing this, whether it's something a reaction you got or something that that you've done, is there any one thing that surprised you the most about the the whole thing? Well, I heard Conrad just saying, you know, the 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 the, the social media chatter has been great, but um, in, in a lot of ways, and you can call them backhanded comments, but man, it has been pretty much o- overwhelming. Hey, Jeff, we thought you were a real asshole, and um, matter of fact, you're you're a nice guy, and and wow, you can tell a story. And, and I have to sit back and chuckle and go, well, I guess I was doing my job through the years on, on the one hand. <laughs> uh, but, you know, look, I, I'm, I've uh, been around the business a long time. And, and you know, a wrestling fan, uh, the, are you going to believe what you tell them or what they want to believe? And it's most of the time what they want to believe. Uh, and and that's, that's a real good thing about our, our industry. So, you know, that consistent feedback has been really cool. Uh, and then, you know, on our third episode, we, we dove into my relationship with Owen Hart and, um, you know, Conrad, uh, our deal is he comes up with the topics and, and I tell, uh, the, the story and, and, you know, Conrad leading me through that, it was emotionally charged and, and, you know, but I think we paid, uh, one of my best friends, a great tribute. So from the Owen Hart episodes to Vince McMahon and TNA, and we're going to get into it, we, we've, really gotten granular on the business side of the creation of TNA. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, and uh, candidly, we're just getting started. Do I remember that you might – of course, we are also very good friends with John over at Jimmy's, and do I remember that around the time of the Ravens-Titans game in the, uh, the postseason – Tighten up. We, are we mm. going to talk about Julio Jones? Oh, well, oh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm jealous. I'm not going to lie about that. I'm quite <laughs> jealous about the fact that you guys got Julio. But do I remember that there may be being a bit of a, a wager that was involved in that, uh, that particular game? Yes, and the Titans won, and we won. No, I don't. My story in my interview, so. Yeah, wait a second. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's really weird about that, Jeff. I don't remember it happening that way. I just got to be honest with you. I remember somebody else maybe celebrating at midfield down in Nashville uh, on that particular Sunday. 
Are you delusional? Have you been getting into Grandma's cough syrup early today? You, you, you're, 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 yeah, I, I think your recollection is way off. What, do you, what, what, what was the bet? Has it already been paid off, or does it still need to be paid off? It, we, don't, we were donating. That was, uh, oh, that's we, awesome. we donated funds, and, and I happily did that. Um, you know, John's a good buddy, and, yeah. and obviously him host, hosting us this weekend. It's a huge uh, – it's really a cool night, and, uh, you know, the UFC fight, and, and, and our podcast, uh, first ever live event, and John's doing a special deal. You come uh, to the, the My World event, you're going to get to stick around see the UFC pay-per-view. So it's going to be, and you know, very rarely do you do I get to be a part of a, a, a first. I've, I've been around a while. So me and Conrad uh, brainstorming uh, about the show this week, and uh, Conrad would just sit back and chuckle, and I'm like, I can't really tell that story. And he goes, <laughs> oh, yeah, you are going to tell that story. So, uh, it, it's going to be interesting. We've got a guest surprise lined up that Baltimore is uh, – it, it's really going to be cool. I think you guys will be uh, super impressed, but uh, I'm, I'm honored that he, he's coming. and So we're going to get to tell some stories up there as well with him. Jeff, has it been weird at all being back? Like, I know you probably can't talk much about it, but, like, has it been weird at all for you? I think, you know, you've alluded to some of the stories over the years. Was was there a moment for you where, like, wow, am I, am I really going back and, and, and working with these guys again? Or or is the business, like, where that none of that matters, where it's it's just seamless? Like, you know everybody, everybody's happy to have you around. It's always been a very close, you know, it's, it's a, that is one thing that's really unique. You know, Hollywood has umpteen producers and movie houses, same with, with television shows, and, and really Broadway. And then, you know, you talk about sports franchises. There's X amount of teams in whatever division it is. But wrestling's that hybrid. And, it, it you know, over the years when, uh, you know, late 80s, uh, and but prior to that there were 22 organizations, uh, regional territories around North America. So it's always been a very, uh, I'll call it a close-knit quasi-fraternity. And so we all in this same industry together, uh, you know, and, and you guys can probably remember, you know, the hottest time in the business in a lot of ways when uh, supposedly the WWF and WCW hated each other. Yep. Uh, but that just made business better. And so although there, there, there may be a business rival, the fans won. Uh, but again, we're all in the same industry, and we realize that. Yeah, I get that, and I imagine it's the same way with uh, you know the other company that exists now too, right? Like that, it's for fans, it's a thing that, that everybody gets hot and bothered about, and then everybody inside's like, bro, we all just want jobs. Like <laughs> competition <laughs> makes everybody better, and that's that's as a promoter, that's what I like. That you know, w- when you get guys to go to the ring, uh, look, a, a lot of guys are scratching, and you always have the best performance or the best match of those guys that are uh, attempting to get to that main event status and stay once you get there a lot of guys fight really hard to stay on top if you've been there a while you just sort of lose a step so if there's anything to incentivize folks to really get and, and crash and scrawl to, to get up to get to that top that that's that that is it's money and always has been and always will be uh that's a you know that that's why me getting into this podcast game I'm excited about just having that sort of drive to uh, how are we going to deliver the very very best podcast each and every week. Well, I mean, it starts by having Jeff Jarrett and Conrad Thompson, and you just sort of go from there, and everybody tends to enjoy it. I think that's the way that it works. Go ahead, Brandon. I just wanted to let you know this is more this is more of a comment than a question. Brandon does I this a lot. I got to warn you, Jeff. This is what Brandon does. It's it's very Chris Farley show. He just wants to tell you about <laughs> something that you've done that's awesome. So and, yep, I hear you. Yeah. I may, I, like I may, you may owe my dad some gas money because he drove me to 
thousands of music stores looking for your album. I truly believed that, in fact, it was just so hot that it sold out in all the stores, right? And that's why I couldn't find it anywhere. You, Ironically enough, I, I do radio to, to promote uh, my world and in and, and, and the community's family. I did one in Des Moines for Des Moines, Iowa, uh, sports talk out there. I got the yesterday the exact same story. This guy's dad <laughs> driving around. They're looking for the With My Baby Tonight single. Uh, and, and, and he actually said some folks, would straight up tell him with a straight face, and his dad believed it, and he believed it, and said, we just sold our last one today, or <laughs> sold out last week. Uh, so, I mean, and that's all true. It was a hot selling. It was a very limited edition. Yep. But we're, 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 you know the deal, right? Yeah, oh, 100%. <laughs> that's exactly the way that it played out. Shame you missed it, Brandon. Real shame that you and your dad were never able to get your hands on it over that's the years. a million-dollar item right now. Correct. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Jeff Jarrett again Saturday night at uh, Jimmy's Famous Seafood. What a night it's going to be um, for uh, for my world with him and Conrad. And again, get your tickets right now. They are still available, so don't waste any more time uh, by going to jeffandconradlive.com. Um, Jeff Jarrett, is there anything else that we can plug for you, brother? You know, social media, anything like that? Oh, it's real easy. Everything is at Real Jeff Jarrett. Uh, the website's even that. You can go there, subscribe, and get all the information. RealJeffJarrett.com, but all my socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, are at RealJeffJarrett. Jeff, it's uh, it's an honor. We always love this, man. We can't wait to see you guys on Saturday night. Thank you so much for taking the time for us. We really appreciate it. Looking forward to it, guys. See you Saturday. Jeff Jarrett, Conrad Thompson, joining us here on Jobbing Out. Appreciate them. Taking the time for us ahead of Saturday night and my world. Um, and again, jeffandconradlive.com is the website for you to get your tickets. I actually kind of like this role for you now moving forward, Brandon. Is that well, it's, a, it's a total bit. Yeah. I mean, it, but I, I also I, get, but it's, but it's like double because I get to say the stuff I want to say. Like, that's a I was true story. Say, is it a bit? <laughs> <laughs> that's a true story. I really well no I think it's because many people did that and I think people would I think it's funny you know I would think it was funny to hear that my shit worked to the degree that people went to music stores looking for my fake album like personally I would think that was cool to hear that that worked and that people really no, no did doubt. that no so. doubt no doubt great bit <laughs> great bit uh, and appreciate those guys taking the time for us all right so Next on the list, do you want to do you want to roll through anything else main roster wise, and then we'll get the picks, and then we can wrap with AEW? Is that the way we want to do this? Sure. Um, I guess the other main roster thing we're we're getting Roman versus Ray out of nowhere. Yeah, it's 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 random, and I I guess this is this goes back to them sort of what we said. It didn't ever really seem like they had a plan here. Like, no, wait, do we know we're getting Roman versus no, Ray? No, it just sort of seems to be what it looks like. I still think this is the Usos versus It's the versus Usos the versus the... But, yeah. the but, then what it, but then what's Roman doing? Nothing. I don't think he's fighting at Hell in a Cell. I, I think it's Roman versus Ray. How are they going to do the Usos? They have the tag team titles. Are they going to make him fight twice? Well, did they... Did the they, tag titles don't have to be on the line. No, and, and did they successfully take Dominic out? Like, do you have oh, to have Dominic I now? I about the Dominic being Yeah, hurt. do you have to have Dominic? Does he have to sell for a little while, and that's the reason why it's Roman versus Ray, and, and there's yeah. no... Yeah. Um, okay. you, you, didn't have Ro- you didn't have Roman do all that to Dominic to not have Roman fight Ray. Yeah, I mean, that's what I thought, too, but I also thought, 
You still have the Usos there. I don't know. It's it's all very weird. Well, I get what you're saying about the Usos and why it would make sense for the Usos to to get another you know a match against um, the Mysterios. But the Uso family drama does not necessarily require there being um, a title match that can play out a- alongside. Roman having a match against Ray and sort of the will they won't they what are they going to do situation that's going feel on. like does it feel like after Friday okay so knowing what we do like even if it's Roman Ray right mm-hmm. there's no way that's a hell in a cell I mean there that probably is not a hell in a cell match they could the do old, anything but I, I was gonna say I would say probably no because we know or at least uh, we we know Drew and Bobby's hell in a cell do we well, know that Charlotte and well i was gonna allude to something else i think after friday they kind of told us it's kevin and sammy because that that i don't know what else you do (laughs) i don't know why you do what they did or why you even continue that it's still it's still weird though like it's It's still weird it's It's still really weird weird. it's and and all of it weird but it felt like but okay but so everything about them has been weird right it's all been shoehorned in yep and when they they kind of threw it together before WrestleMania, we said, "Well, obviously it's the WrestleMania match," and it was. Now all of a sudden, it's like we need a Hell in a Cell match, and they did what they did, and like it almost has to be something else if they're gonna fight again. It can't be a match. I mean, like you can't just do another match. Well, what do you, I mean? Come on, we did a Last Man Standing match into a singles match for Edge and Randy Orton. That was the greatest wrestling match of all it was, time. I don't know well, if you maybe heard. this will this be the greatest, the greatest, greatest wrestling match. No, it could be the second greatest wrestling. <laughs> I don't know. It fe- it felt to me like they were like, and and again, this goes back to a conversation we've had many times in the past. You do not need more than one Hell in a Cell match. You really don't. No, you don't have. To, I don't to the point where you have to force it. Well, I don't you think you have I to mean? force it. I agree with that. You shouldn't have to force it necessarily. Right. Um, and, and there's also other levels of weird to this, right? They move the day to hell in a cell. They, there's, there's so many layers of weird. There's the overarching, we're, we're openly telling you that nothing matters until the fans are back. We're, we're, we're beating it over your head. Every show that we do, that the fans are the next thing that matters. And so everything between now and then really doesn't matter and don't freak out too much about it. And so in that context, sure, why not? But then somebody else would say, right, but imagine if you did it with fans. <laughs> like, <laughs> like why, why, why would you want to go back to this thing again? I guess the one, I mean, the last one did have fans, but it wasn't really a Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn match as much as it was, you know, here's a, here's a semi-famous person that we want to have linger around and we'll, we'll shoehorn it in. Um, I, you know, I, it's weird. It is really difficult for me to overreact to anything. I, and I and I kind of announced that before. Like I'm at this point where basically everything they're going to do between now and fans, I'm kind of just going to say, okay, sure, right? Like, whatever. It's it's a chore to watch every Monday night. It's you know the the the, the Roman and the Usos is the best thing ever, and they haven't screwed that up. So. That, that's a win. You don't screw up one thing in a five-hour week. You, yep, yep. You get a win. Yep, that's what I got for you. That's what um, I got for you. I, I guess the only other thing I want to talk about, Nikki Cross should be the number one contender. Am I right? Well, okay. That that's a weird bit too. <laughs> I mean, that's a really, that's that's a bad bit, honestly. Like the thing because they've neutered, like they don't realize how bad they made Nikki look in the process to then suddenly try to make her look good. 
Like just being in a position. Yeah, like, you haven't can't really beat the made her look good two. either. No, the, well, I mean no, this week they clearly they were trying to bad by saying that they had to have a time limit on her. Right, right, exactly. Right. She's made her, yeah, so exactly. bad that just surviving for a minute <laughs> right. is an accomplishment. Yeah, Nikki Cross is a great wrestler. And then they, but they had her sort of prance around this week as if she had accomplished something. And and the truth is, she we know she hasn't accomplished anything. Well, she, actually, she does have two wins. Those are this official. Week. Yeah, wins. this week. This week, she, I know they they re- they call them wins. It's a really weird bit. It's yeah. a it's a really weird. When they bit, called it, those wins, it was very bizarre. But I don't. This I, week they called them wins for moment one. They said very I, I know. Was, no, no, yeah. I know. But it was very bizarre. Like like yeah, like the time would run out and they'd say Nikki Cross won, and then they'd have Charlotte say she beat you. It's like wait, what? Right. Right. Yeah. yeah it's I a, mean, at least she got a pin this week, even though it was, you know, what um, it was. So the only thing to me that I think has got it, it's odd. I I saw a good amount of conversation about the end of Monday show, and I was afraid that it was going to go into the people losing their minds territory of the zombie thing, where like we were just saying anything for the sake of saying it. It never really seemed to go that far, and I don't know if that's just because. People have tapped out, and so they're not interested in yelling and screaming. Or if it's I because I saw a couple. That's the worst ending to a show right. I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I think I think it's more of the a lot of tapping out. So and 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 either one I'm going to go back to makes no sense for me. I I don't right. I don't know what wrestling fans want. I don't know what you want. You are watching professional wrestling. Is is this theater of the absurd? Of course it is. That's professional wrestling. Professional wrestling is theater of the absurd. Have they given Shayna Baszler a bigger spot than this so far? Nope. Nope. Aaron's this is... trying to fight me on this. I'm like, I'm telling you, they are trusting Shayna Baszler quite a bit in this because this is not an easy thing to navigate. This is I, not I, a I don't throwaway. think this is about Shayna. Hold on. This is not a throwaway at the middle of the ninth hour segment. This is the end of of the show and you can't tell me it isn't about Shayna because she was featured prominently this wasn't about Alexa I mean it is about Alexa but this was not so focused on Alexa this was a lot of Shayna acting with a doll for 15 minutes so we can't pretend this isn't somewhat well about no I, I guess I, here's here's what I'm saying I don't think it's about Shayna as in they think this is going to lead something m- bigger for Shayna. I don't know. I do. I do think Dude, this. Well, hold on. Like, the, I'm, I'm going to compare it to the Nikki Cross thing. Nikki Cross is getting a big profile right now. I don't think it's leading anything to Nikki Cross. I don't. I'm not so sure it's not. Well, hang on. I, who else is on the roster? Wait a second. Wait a second. There's two different things here. I feel better about Shayna Baszler than I do about yeah. Nikki Cross. I completely disagree with you in, in trying to compare the two. Well, okay. It's not an apple apples, but I'm just saying just because you're getting more TV time, even prominent TV big, time, doesn't mean it's about. End of the the show. But th- there's a big difference in those two things. There's a big difference in being a prop for trying to put over something else and being asked wait, to wait, do you, you real work. A prop no, she's Alexa doing right real work, no. Aaron. She's doing actual work in the process. And Nikki's doing actual no, work. No, she's too. not. Oh, You're she's just bullshitting to try to make a point. She's not doing a goddamn thing. These segments are about Alexa and Lily. I mean, they're not not about Alexa and Lily. They're not not about them. That part is true. But if you want to say they're showing that they trust her to do these types of segments, okay, I can hear that. That is huge. I don't think you understand how huge that is. They do not believe, or they did not previously believe, that she was capable of this kind of thing. 
Clearly, they did not believe that. They pulled her from television when she was in the main event. Well, the women's one of the women's main events of WrestleMania, and they pulled her from television. Like, you can't tell me this isn't a step forward for this performer. Okay, I think. Hold on, let me finish. I think they like how the dynamic that she's that that she's participated in with Nia and Reginald and all this stuff. I think that she's proven that she can talk. She's proven she can do something other than be an MMA style wrestler. And I think they're, this is her prove-it moment. Could she fail and go into oblivion? Sure, that could happen. To me, this is them saying, prove to us that you belong in this spot. I really believe that's what this is for her. What's your? I, I guess my question is, what's the path from here? She's not beating Alexa or Lily or we whoever. Don't I, I, don't, I don't know that either. And, and I'm not telling you that she will, but I think right. that... I don't know what the end game is for Alexa and and Lily. Well, so she, 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 there's a draft Lily can, Listen, can literally how, control Shayna's body. I, so I that would under, be weird if Alexa lost. However any of this plays out, it could prove something to them and what Shayna could do. And in August, we know everyone's shifting brands. So it could mean something to the bigger picture. I'm not saying next month she's going to be fighting on, there, for the women's title. But if you told me that next year in WrestleMania... Maybe she is is in in the picture. I would believe that. But there's a second part to that, and I'm not trying to tell you it's a good thing necessarily. But we're pretending like I don't know that the Alexa thing isn't just hey, we need to keep doing something until we have fans back. We need to keep doing something that we can do and make it look clever and make it look we cool and unique. Of the no and fans. and we're not going to be doing the same thing when fans are there. Like they won't be doing that because they can't pre-tape shit. They can, or they can pre-tape some stuff, but they can't do it in the ring, right? Like they can't pre-tape ring segments and things along those lines and manipulate the Thunderdome and all of that sort of stuff. I don't know what the long-term plan is with this and Alexa and Lily, and I don't know that it isn't just a, it's something we'll keep doing until the fans are back type of thing. In that way, while I understand what you're saying about, well, Lily can manipulate, that it, that might be Alec- uh, that Shayna Baszler's moment, that Shayna Baszler gets to be the one to defeat Alexa, which literally men could not do, right? Like, that's a big moment if that ends up being the case. Now, will it happen? I can't say that. What I'm saying is, I, I, I think trying to read anything more into this is, is silly, right? Like, th- we don't know what this is right now. What it is, is functional television on a show that doesn't have a lot of it. And I know that that shouldn't be the bar, but let's be honest about it, that's the bar. This is functional television. It's crazy thought, a second women's storyline, which no one does in professional wrestling. There's another company that doesn't do one. So, my God, man, what is the part to complain about? What is the complaint about Alexa Bliss? And what? How have we lost our minds about this? We just complain for the sake of complaint. This is stupid. What is the stupid part? You watch professional wrestling. And let, let me add something to that. There's recently been this resurgence of, and I, and maybe I'm blind that I never saw this. There's this new like crust of people on the internet who claim that The Fiend is the worst thing to ever happen to wrestling. Where the fuck that came from, I have no idea. But it is definitely an undercurrent I'm seeing. And there, it's sort of in association with this. Where's Because people are saying, where's Bray? And then the responses are, well, that's the worst thing ever done in wrestling since the gobbledygooker and all kinds of shit like that. 
I did not know that sentiment was out there. I thought that everyone loved The Fiend. I did not, I was not aware. I know that there was some sentiment about the Randy Orton storyline to a degree, but I did not know that they were essentially saying the character was bad and should go away. I thought that was like somebody like, uh, like a Jim Cornette or someone like that said something like that once. I did not realize fans thought this. I did not. I did not know that. So there definitely was a little bit of it early on. Just for people who do believe, you know, wrestling should be wrestling. That you know, and and if that's your take, that's your take. You know, if you're if you're you know, I don't know how you've ever watched really professional quiet wrestling when though. he debuted. Yeah, uh, exa- well, but they were there. They just were vastly outnumbered. And then I think it has grown with the Randy Orton storyline and and some of the the miss, the, you know, the the uh, Braun storyline. Some of the miscues with the Fiend. It slowly started to grow. And then, you know, whether they believed it at the time or not, they've retroactively applied it. I want to make this clear. I don't like sci-fi. It's not my thing. I like superhero sci-fi because you have to accept it as part of it, but it's my least favorite. I don't... It's Sci-fi has never been my thing. It doesn't interest me. When I watch Stranger Things, I love the retro coming-of-age part of it. I just... I Season two, I hated. I hated it because it was so much more of the sci-fi and so little of the coming-of-age... Um, retro stuff, right? I, it's just not my thing. But I accept it as part of professional wrestling because it's kind of always been part of professional wrestling. And there's a place for everything within professional wrestling. That's what makes professional wrestling enjoyable. There's a place for comedy. There's a place for, for, for sci-fi. There's a place for everything within the context of professional wrestling. And, 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 and losing our minds about them doing a story about a doll. Or this, did anybody like Mr. Sacco? Did anybody like when Carlito would... I mean, like, what? What? what is well, our standard? What did Carlito do? The, oh, not Carlito. I mean, yeah, Santino. I I'm sorry. Not Carlito. Santino. It's not sci-fi, but it's still... He was a fucking... You're, you're making it seem like there's some great standard that we have. That, that's what I meant. Was was I meant that. I didn't mean Carlito. I meant Santino. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's what I meant with Santino. Everybody loved both you're You're acting as though somehow there's some standard that you're allowed to have a sock or you're allowed to have a cobra, but you're not allowed to have a talking puppet? Go fuck yourself. Get a hold of your oh, I, life. I, I, I will say, Mr. Sacco and the Cobra were very different. Mr. Sacco never had anything while the Cobra actually was, you're, I guess, you're, alive. You're trying to nitpick this. You're trying to nitpick it as if there's some... Yeah, well, I, this I, is I, professional I wrestling, is man. Here, here's here's how I'm going... Here's what I'm going to say about it, simply. Like, I'm not totally worked up about it. I don't think this passing was particularly well done, which is actually I disagree with that. I thought I it was agree. really functional I, I, television. I, I, I didn't love the mirror part. The, the mirror part was we. I, I didn't love that. I didn't think that was very well done. How Anyways, but it? here's, here's I, what I'm going know, to say. Man. If you're going to do this, we what have we to go doing? to the nth degree. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to say the same way with kind of goofy gimmicks the way I say. If you're going to do it, you got to go all in on it. Like if, if, you know, Lucha Underground did the fantasy thing. So they had people die. They had the time traveling character go back in time. But that the magical stone to do that. Like you just that was the entirety of their show. Aaron, you're comparing one part of a show to a show. I'm saying saying if if you're going to have a mystical, magical, telekinetic, invisible person. I'm not saying the entire show, but I'm saying I'm saying. How have they not gone all in on Alexa and Bray, what, though? What, what, <laughs> I mean, what else do they have to is, do? Is, literally he, kill the guy for uh, real? Like, well, I'm, I'm saying you have to have a, you have to have matches where Alexa wins because of telekinesis. You have they to did. do. When? When? 
When has Alexa won? Because not have her burning. She beat Randy Orton, didn't she? Yes. Well, the Fiend beat Randy Orton, but she she beat Randy Orton because the Fiend. She made him appear with her magic. Come back from the fucking dead with her magic. Well, I know, but that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, look, if you want to go all in on this and have her be a miss, and how are they not going all in on it? This is the first. Okay, I'm talking. I'm not. I'm just. Look, Glenn is talking about possibly Shayna being the one to beat her next month. Why would that be a problem? Because then, what was the point of this? If she's this, that you made Shayna have a moment. That you gave Shayna a moment she was never gonna get otherwise. That's significant, asshole. What? How is Alexa losing? You gotta answer this to me. How is Alexa losing? Because Shayna is that good. To... Because sometimes people beat Undertaker despite the fact that he's a fucking zombie. Because he could never lose. control people's bodies. He could never control the weather. He could control did he, did he the way the Wait, universe what? operated. Why did he shoot people with lightning during? He could have done it in any match. He didn't do it. And honestly, that's a good question. Why didn't he? Because Aaron, you're watching professional wrestling, motherfucker. Come on, man. We've never had a creature control people's bodies before in wrestling. We've never had it. It's never been done before. So I want to see how this plays out. Jesus Christ. Plays out. Keep in mind, though, she didn't control her body like. More than one one little thing where she made her leg. Yeah, she didn't be, prove that she could have she control could have of it at all times or something like that. Right. I want to see it. I want to see it you, play out. Th- th- this is. I, I, I don't know what that means. It's going to play yeah, out somehow. Here, clear, okay. If, if you want to compare this to The Undertaker, Undertaker, with all of his powers, with all the mystis, mystical stuff, Never did anything to anybody else. When he interacted with people, he would shoot lightning around or whatever. He'd intimidate them, but he never, you know, he You're never... You're pretending like there are rules to this. <laughs> You're watching professional wrestling where every match is cheating. They cheat in every professional wrestling match that has ever existed. And you're trying to make the one with the science fiction be the one that has the rules. And I'm the science fiction fantasy guy because there should be rules. There are, are always rules to science fiction How and fantasy. Right now we should we should cue Jamie Ke- to- If we're we going to queuing Jamie Kennedy, Kennedy right now like there are rules. How there are rules? How, there are rules how can Harry you Potter. watch? There are rules through Lord of the Rings. There are rules in Wheel of Time. You've established fantasy rules, and now you got to live with them. So, going into the fantasy. so again, I want to make this clear: the professional wrestling, when it's just wrestling, rules not necessary. But, but when what, what rules are there? there are the zombies listen to the rules and then the wrestling. Man. My God, you are thinking. You are trying so hard to just not say. You're right. This is how this works. And it's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. My God, is it fine. I'm not speaking for Aaron because I don't believe... I believe he would stay consistent. But there are a lot of people that if this was on AEW... Oh, this would well, have been the I mean, greatest whatever, whatever. I, I, don't, ever I don't even want to do that. I, I just want my I want my fantasy to have rules. And, like, and wow, this is elevating it. Nyla Rose to a to a degree that she hadn't been elevated. Maybe previously. someone has powers that they don't fully understand yet, because that happens sometimes in sci-fi want, movies. Then, then I want that story. I actually would God, like that story. That was the story. God, I just give up. I give <laughs> up. What is wrong with you? I, I, again, to me, it, it's per. It's, I just didn't think the segment was very good. That's I thought my it was fun. very functional television, and again, that's the bar. That's and, the and, bar. And here's here's what I watch Raw for now. Whatever they're gonna do with 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 Alexa and now Shayna and RK Bro, RK Bro. Yeah. 
and and there's an and <laughs> and 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 man store no i'm just kidding um no there's nothing else i was gonna say i was waiting for there to be something else i'm like i, got... I was like man what, what did i yeah, forget I, like I, I guess drew gulak is on tv yeah, occasionally I mean, now uh, rick boogs is on the other show so <laughs> it ain't that all right um I guess let's go ahead and do the picks. Oh my, you, you are such a piece of shit. You are <laughs> such an asshole. Oh, real, real quick, though. I do think it was a nice touch, just to touch on RK Bro real quick. Everything they did was Roman Reigns level excellent with this this week. Oh, yeah, they good. did good. not win, Yep, which is important. And I think what they're doing with, uh, with, with Riddle in the New Day is really interesting. So... I, I kudos to all of that, but fix the rest of this. Oh God, we didn't talk about Jackson Riker. Uh, do we have to? <laughs> I don't really. It, it, this guy's a face. I know. Yes, I don't. But I don't want to spend. I don't want to like, spend any time on it. I really don't. I, I, I think I texted you this. If I didn't text you this, I texted somebody else this. I would say it's the most tone deaf thing they've done in a long time. But this is WWE, so I'm sure I'm forgetting something. Oh no doubt. I'm I mean, sorry. It's... There is one other thing I watch Raw for. Sheamus and and the. Yeah, he's doing well. He's doing well. I I think that all that stuff has been great, and he's he's elevating people who previously have not been elevated. Um, yeah, the 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 Riker thing is obviously an abomination, but you know it's an abomination that he's employed. So I I got nothing else to say about it. This is it's it's a shame, and I'd like to hope that it's something that the fans will course correct for them. But you know, I never know. I never know how these things play out. I I hope. It proves to be the case that the fans will let them know uh, what they think about that once we get to that point. Five matches on the card for TakeOver in your house coming up on Sunday night. Uh, I will be watching it on Monday because I will be watching WWE's Most Wanted Treasures on Sunday night (laughs) at 8 o'clock, which uh, uh, we got with Ric Flair uh, and it's Uh... 8 o'clock on Sunday night. Uh, um, but that's what I'll be watching. Uh, five matches on the card, as always. Uh, who will, or who should win? Who will win? We begin with um, the match that uh, AJ will probably have some interest in. The winner-takes-all six-man tag match for the NXT North American Championship and NXT Tag Team Championship. Bronson Reed and MSK against Legado del Fantasma, Santos Escobar, Joaquin Wilde, and Raul Mendoza. Now, this is tricky for me, right? Because this falls into a couple things. I, Based on other statements that I've made, I don't like the fact that they were sort of foreshadowing what could come next for Legato's Del Fantasma, but involves our friends, so, like, I'm a little torn about that. But they're also another three-person, you know, if you, if you take uh, BFAB out, that's another three-guy group. Well, yeah. So I get it, but like it, it doesn't have to be them. It could have just been about the whole situation. I don't know, man. Like if they were adding them to the match, it would make a little bit more sense, right? Like if it was about let's have three, three, you know, groups three in the match, then yeah. But otherwise, I'm not really sure what I make of it because it doesn't make sense to just start looping your North American champion and tag team champions in together as a trio. If you want to have trios wrestling, just add a trios championship. Problem solved. Um, I don't I don't really get the idea. I think, weirdly, it makes more sense for Legato's Del Fantasma and Hit Row to work together if there aren't belts involved than if there are. Um, now, 
I, sure. I'm in a weird place where I I think that they believe that Santos Escobar is a star, but they've been reluctant since they gave him since they originally like showed that sign that they feel that way. They've been reluctant to fully embrace it. So there's a lot of conflicting things here. I'm ultimately going to say that I think I think Bronson Reed and MSK should and will retain. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. It, it's a weird match. Like, I, I get it. I get the concept. I feel like it's also usually when stuff like this happens, you have, like, one belt on one side and the tag belts on the other for winner right. take all. So it's a little weird on that side as well that this is kind of coming together when MSK and Bronson Reed, ha- I mean, they, you know, their faces, they kind of run together. Right. But it's not like they were clear teams before this all happened. So that part's weird. Um... I'm going to, and I'm I'm with you that I'm pretty sure it should be Bronson and MSK simply because I don't think you want all the titles in there right now. But I also, the hit row legato feels a little early to pull that trigger. So I don't know that it would be going right to them anyways. Well, I I think it would make a lot of sense if, they don't have the belts. I think it's early right, to pull the trigger yeah, if they have the belts. Otherwise, I right. think it's a very logical thing for them to be doing. Although somebody would say, "Aren't they all heels?" Like you know. Well, and, and that's and that's part of it. We don't know totally what hit Rose, but you know they. Yeah, are I mean, it might be heels, that, that, but they're going to right. Be if fa- if fans are super into them, they just quickly say, "You're not heels anymore." You know, right? Like, I don't know. And and, and they have cool. you know, Hit Row has specifically been talking about belts, not about people. That's not you know, that's not a deal breaker at all nope. by any stretch. But you know, well, but they, um, by the know. way, there's also a lot of time between now and SummerSlam. It can very right, well be. Exactly. That these guys run through, you know, you know, Legato, uh, or the fan, you know, my God, uh, they run through Santos Escobar Legato, and company, yeah. Legato del Fantasma, and then and then they move on to competing for belts. By the time we get to SummerSlam, I don't know. Right. It, I I don't, I, I I can't I can't picture that. And it also might be that they sort of say by not making it a pay per view match, they it's a good stepping stone to being ready for Swerve going after Bronson in in Vegas. And, well, we actually we don't even know if there's going to be a it's NXT. Actually, we, we know that there is going to be – there was a conference call today with Triple oh, okay. H. We know there is going to be a something connected. We don't know how directly. We don't know if it's going to be that week. We don't know if that's going to be that day. But Triple H has basically said – we're leaving our options over, uh, open as far as what the. I mean, they uh, could. They, I mean, they could do it on Sunday night. I mean, like that. Right. Would, they could do it. And, and I was looking like the Thomason Max Center, UNLV's arena, is open that weekend. So hypothetically, that would what make about, a lot what of about, sense. What about the big arena? I feel like that's taken. There's oh. just a lot going on. But I, either way, there are venues open. Okay. That, by the way, the Thomas and Mack Center holds eighteen thousand. So. No, I understand that, but I I feel like WWE has used the big arena when they've been back. They, Yes, in general, they have they have used it a couple times when the other arena's been booked, but either way, yeah. they, they could do it, but Triple H has basically said, yes, there is something connected to SummerSlam. We'll see exactly what day and what day. Okay, all right. Um, I'm, I'm going, for some reason, just the fact that they're having this match, it almost feels like you do it partially to have Bronson lose without... You know, you, you play in the fact that one's a team, one's not, so that's how they're winning. So I'm actually going to say will be uh, Legato del Fantasma. Okay. Brandon? I think that 
I agree with a lot of the points that were made. However, I think that um, it's tricky because so Bronson Reed, I, I, it's really weird. Like I do, it feels like they really want. Hmm, how do I want to put this? They want to push Sant. It, it, they're doing this weird thing where they're telling us with their actions that Santos Escobar is really important. But they're only making him kind of important in their actions. That's what I said. Like it's weird. And and so, but oh my god, I'm sorry. I just need to get rid of something. You gonna be all right over there? Slack is like blowing up, right. and it, the noise is driving me nuts. Right. Sorry. Um. So if you Bronson Reed, they're telling us is at least important for the moment for them. Um. If you were to take the belt off of Bronson Reed. This would be the way to do it without him getting pinned. But he just won it. And I, I, I don't know how I feel about any of this. Like, this match is so weird to me. Is this a match just to do a match? Because they kind of did this match already, right? It was just with someone else instead of Bronson Reed. It was, right. um, who was it? I don't even remember. Was it Kushida? I think it was yes, Kushida. It was Kushida. Thank you. So, um,. There's something weird about that, right? That like all of a sudden they subbed in Bronson Reed, and so that's elevating Santos a little bit in the title. In his, as far as what title picture he is now, quote unquote, a part of. Um, I got it. Yeah, I think are we we're doing should and will, right? Yes. Yeah. Should should I actually think Legato should win this? Uh, because I, I think that if, if you are, if you really want to make and establish them as an important heel faction, they have to win stuff and they haven't been winning stuff uh, and they haven't been winning important matches. Santos has been losing important matches. So I actually think that's the should the will. I think everybody retains because I think it's, I think it means more for the t- tag teams to, win the tag team titles in a tag team match. And it means more for North American champion to win the championship in a singles match. But I also suspect that, you know, if this were main roster, I almost might be more convinced that the titles were actually going to change because that's the kind of chicanery that that happens to, to prevent someone from getting pinned up there all the time. All right. But I'll say should Legato, Will, Bronson, and uh, MSK. Nothing at stake, but obviously there's been a lot going on here. Mercedes Martinez and the returning Zia Lee. Um, well, this very clearly should be Zia Lee because you've made Zia Lee a big deal. And mm-hmm. I guess if you want to say, you know, uh, Mei Ying like, punishes her or whatever, you can do that story. I don't think that's the story. I'm actually kind of convinced Mercedes Martinez is about to get a bump up to the main roster. I think there's an outside chance. I talked about to Brandon about this on text. She might be paired with Eva Marie. Um, yeah, I've heard. I've Mar- heard. I've heard that they want muscle for her or whatever. Yeah, I mean, if it's you know Eva Marie being a manager, I was trying to go through the who would make sense, and I kind of stumbled on Mercedes Martinez. Um, I like that, Aaron. So I'm I'm going to say will be Zaylee as well as Martinez puts her over on the way out. Yeah, I mean if you want if if this is going to be a real thing, Zaylee should win. Zaylee will win, and I think that that whole punishment thing only goes so far. We've done that already. Now this person needs to be a real threat for to develop the story and make us care more. I think she has to. I'll go as far to say will should 
have to win this match. Uh, agreed on all accounts. Mercedes Martinez also is 40. We can't forget that. And so, like, there, there is a limited time here if they think that she can do anything. And I don't know if they, they care that much about her being a star on the main roster, but... Maybe she could have a hell of a match with Charlotte or something. Something like you know? that, right, yeah. correct. So um, that matters, but no, obviously the Zia Lee storyline is far more important, and so that's the one that plays out here. Next up for the Million Dollar Championship, a this ladder match. This is the main match, event of the show. A God ladder match between Cameron Grimes and LA Knight. Brandon. And this is me, right? Yep. Yes. To me, this is the main event of the show. Nothing else on the show matters. The main event of the summer. This is the main event of the summer. These... L.A. Knight has become my second favorite character on this show. And I say character specifically, not wrestler. Um, Cameron Grimes is my number one and has been for a while. The Million Dollar Man stuff has been incredibly entertaining. Mm -hmm. I love it. And this is a great way to feature these guys without an impact. I mean, it's like I feel like if we went back a couple of months ago on the show, we were trying to figure out how they could make Cameron Grimes relevant on the show even though we know they probably don't see him as like a legitimate world or NXT title contender. This is the way I don't know. I mean, I think this could go if I'm being honest about the should, I honestly think you could make this work with either of these guys. I really do. I think it probably should be LA Knight because this is not a, this is, this is a heel gimmick. This isn't a, Maybe it's kind of a funny heel gimmick, but I think it's the percentage of funny that he has and not the percentage of funny that Cameron Grimes has, which is much higher. I think he's a better face character, honestly. So I'm going to say, I think I think L.A. Knight should win. I think he probably does, too. Um, I hear you. I mean, I, I hear you. Like, if this is a feud, also, I, I forgot that part of it. If this is continuing, too... You would, I mean, like, do we think it's, and that's, and I'm, and I'm struggling with that, right? I'm struggling with that. My gut tells me this, this was to get them to hear that it, it wasn't really about anything moving beyond that. And so because of that, my gut is, but doesn't someone have to run with the title now? I don't, I think the title just goes away. No, it doesn't have to go away. I think it exists for a little while. Well, it's like after you win the Andre and you can't, you have the trophy show up. Right. Like I think it exists for a little while and then it just sort of one day goes away because there's something else going on. That's more impactful and means more. And so because of all those things, I think the story has always been about Cameron Grimes. And so I think Cameron Grimes should and will win. That's I, you know, to, I get what you're saying, and if that's the thought, then I, I understand that. But for right now, it just feels to me more like a this was a, this was a two-month story. They've told their two-month story, and now it's time to move on from it. If that ends up being the case, I completely agree with you. Well, you can't know that ahead of time. They're not going to announce right. that. To <laughs> I, I, you. No, I'm just, no, I'm just yeah. saying, if, if, if this is a done here, then yes, I do agree with you. I have a feeling it's continuing in some way, at least for a little while. And that's why I picked the quote-unquote heel. I guess he's the heel of the of the two. Cameron Grimes was. It felt like they turned him, but he was a little bit more heelish this week. So, yeah, yeah, he was. He was weird. Sorry, Aaron. Go ahead. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I was just going to say like. L.A. Knight can do a lot more with the belt if the belt is a like even if it's not really a thing even if it's just like don't forget like 
it was basically just a little goofy thing for the million dollar man as well. It's not like, you know, he defended it, what, once against Virgil? Like, it wasn't like this was a big belt or anything. It was just, it was a prop that helped his character out. And in that way, I think that could work for L.A. Knight. Um, Cameron Grimes, I mean, it could work for Cameron Grimes as well, but Cameron Grimes doesn't really need more props. He's a human prop himself, and that's what's so wonderful about him. So I would say that, you know, just for who can use it more, it should be L.A. Knight. I'm kind of with Glenn, though, that this is kind of just leading towards this. And then he can say, you know, million dollar man, my stocks went up even more. I'm billion dollars. I don't need this belt or whatever. So okay, yeah, and I'm all in, in on that, buddy. All yeah. in on that. Either uh, way. Absolutely. I'm on board with that. All right. Uh, for the NXT Women's Championship, we have a just a singles match. But there's there's some partners involved, if you will. Raquel Gonzalez and Ember Moon. I, I wish I thought that there was an Ember Moon moment coming because I love Ember Moon. I've always loved Ember Moon. But, uh, you know, unless unless this is the moment that they're trying to turn Raquel and, and, and Dakota and split them, I, I still think that's more logical to happen after the match if that's the case. So shouldn't will Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah, you got to if, if Raquel is who we think, think they want her to be she has to be have the title in front of fans um she's going to win this it is funny that like more than any other world like this past week was kind of ember's moment i felt like if they were ever going to pull the trigger it seemed like oh okay this is ember right here this is the ember we've been waiting for for a while now um but I just don't think that they can alter the plans, and I don't think the plans include Ember. Nope. So I don't I don't know what you do with Ember because not I'm going to say it's not a problem, but I think there's something there you can harness. So I'm not sure exactly where you go with it, but it's not involving the title. I, I I've been saying this for a while. I think where you go with it is that you turn her heel. I mean, I I think there's money in an Ember Moon heel program at some point. Mm. Maybe this is the big return of Shotzi. She accidentally ca- costs her the match somehow. Um, I, I think there's something there with her in a heel way. Um, but yeah, this is not, I mean, this is the Raquel Gonzalez show as far as the women's division. It should be for a while. She should have at least a high percentage of a kind of run that Shayna Baszler had. I'm not sure if it'll be quite as long. Cause I think somebody's probably frothing at the mouth to get her on raw or SmackDown. If they're not, they should be. Um, but Yes, should and will Raquel Gonzalez, uh, and uh, yeah, I think it would be very problematic if not. And that brings us to the NXT Championship match, a fatal five-way as Karrion Cross defends against Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, and Pete Dunne. Aaron. Oh, it's me. Um... God, this is a mess. Yep. It really is a mess. Like, I, I don't even know how to, like, break this match down because it's so thrown together. Like, I don't think it'll be Kyle O'Reilly or Adam Cole because I feel like they're spinning them off again. So I think they're not even going to be involved in the finish. The only way that it makes sense to take it off of Karrion Cross is if he's going right off. But if I'm saying that they're spinning off Cole and O'Reilly, like... You know, I, I like Dunn, I like uh, Gargano, but they don't feel like the right time for either of those guys, not to be cross. So I feel like, you know, in a, it feels like a, a mess for a mess. Cross looks good having beaten four people, so should and will cross. Yeah, I agree. I think this is about making Karrion Cross look like a 
crazy monster. And they and I think I do think they need to recover that a little bit. And I think if they can make him look like a billion dollars in this, um, that that'll that'll just benefit everything going forward. I do. Th- and by the way, I think I said this last week or the week before, probably last week, because that's when we knew this was a match. Um, I do think maybe there's a couple of we're not going to be in NXT anymore people in this match. So, I, I, yeah, I think it's more about that than it is about about uh, cross losing or whatever. I mean, there's always a slight chance they want to go back to Adam Cole for a minute, but that would be, I think, pretty short sighted because that would mean it would just be for him to lose to someone else. That's the only reason you would go back to him for a minute. They're not going to give him a year run or whatever. So, yeah, should and will cross. I think they need to make him look as strong as possible coming out of it. I mean, I think this has only made sense. I mean, it, does, it still doesn't really make sense. But I think the only thing that's logical is for this to be about we don't really know what we want to do here. So let's just have Karrion Cross look like a monster. Now, they still have to figure out what Karrion Cross is after that point and, and whether or not we should like him or not like him or... I, and 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 maybe it's just that he's supposed to be a spectacle, and if that's the case, they need him to be more of a spectacle. And and if he just utterly destroys four dudes on Sunday night, that helps in him being a spectacle. I would still like to have more knowledge of what kind of spectacle he is exactly, but it's what it is. Um, and if you want me to give you a, I tell you who definitely should not win. It's Kyle O'Reilly, who they <laughs> they absolutely are going to have to recalibrate and read. I have no idea. There, it's. It is it is just a cold turd. I mean, it is. They barely tried with Bobby Fish, and that was a thousand times better than what they did with Kyle. Oh, Kyle O'Reilly. a billion times better. R- Roderick Strong might be dead, and he's in a better place than Kyle O'Reilly. By the way, is right I, I did read that that's a storyline. Like he's apparently coming back. Well, I mean, well, well, yes, yeah, he was. He was definitely going to come back. <laughs> um, and by the way, when it right now. If he just shows up, he's in a better place. Like right now, I would say if they feel the need to do something more with Adam Cole, it should involve Roderick Strong because it the Kyle O'Reilly thing is just horrendous. I mean, do you there think it's a fatal four way, like that they're obsessed with doing the shield thing where they all fight each other. I mean, maybe I don't know. I mean, uh, no, because you know the the shield was three guys they viewed as the future of the company, and they don't view that for us. No, I just mean in a way that like it's a group that was really over. I don't think that match, a three way match with the shield, I don't think had anything to do with the guys being the future of the company. I think it was more like there's this group that's really over. Fans have fantasy book that they would all fight each other at some point. I think in that sense, there's a parallel. Has I anybody has anyone booked a fatal four way that like Bobby Fish as a singles wrestler has never been anyone's cup of tea? But, but wouldn't that be why you would do it? I mean, like, well, if you what? if you care about Bobby, I'm not Fish, saying you can't. Right. But. I I just don't know that they care about to Aaron's point. I don't know that they care about Bobby Fish at all. Like having him. No, have I mean a he's just the or fourth even Roderick Strong and, to that much extent. I mean they should because they've actually done things with Roderick Strong. Yes. But no, I mean like they, there's nothing that suggests they actually do. Um. So yeah, I'm in the same boat. A lot of shouldn't will for me on this, but shouldn't will carry and cross is where I am as well. All right, those are our picks for In Your House. Um, Can we talk about how it's weird that the the reports are that the In Your House at SummerSlam is just going to be in Florida? 
What? Well, we talked about how it, we don't know where it's going. Triple the, H said today it, it might be at Florida or it, he's leaving options open. It, it, the, so far, gonna, gonna the, say, the rumor is it's the day after SummerSlam. Well, that's what we talked to. Were you not yeah. listening when we just yeah, had this well, conversation? Just here? Yeah, we just had a whole conversation about this. I'm sorry. Where, where were you? Was, was this when your Slack was going off? Was a, yeah, it, it still is. I just turned it off. Really <laughs> weird bit. It's really weird bit there. Triple H said. So Guys, have you heard about where, where in your house? Or where yeah. Triple H said today that he's leaving options open on where it might land. Got it. All right, man. There we go. That's the thing. Um, so uh, I, uh, I, we can talk about dynamite if we want. I don't care. I guess if if for some, I don't. I hate doing this, man. I hate. We, we got to talk about it. Which part do you want to talk about? Um, how they let Cody get pinned by QT Marshall, but he won against the other guy in the pay-per-view. I, I mean, why didn't they just do that at the pay-per-view? There's a, there's a million things I have to ask. Why, 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 do, why not do this with Cody? Why, why does <laughs> That's Q, the segment? Name. Why, do, why do I have to pretend like QT Marshall matters? Why do yes! I have to, why do I have to pretend like Dustin Rhodes should have been in a main event doing anything ever at this point? I mean, it's just, it's and I, I and I get it. These are Friday night ten o'clock shows, so like, you know, they might be intentionally doing that, knowing I, like I, I guess. But at the same time, that's the shows they have right now. Like they, they're they're going to be doing these types of shows until TNT's playoffs are done. Like, plus I don't I don't know if you know this, but they're debuting a show in this time slot. No, they're debuting a show in this time slot. I, I, there's so much here that makes no bloody sense to me. I I, I got nothing, and so I almost don't even want to talk about it. Um, people can, are pretending one slight positive thing. What? I think what they did with Christian cage is what they should be doing with sting. I think that was, that was a great role for Christian cage, but they're clearly spinning it towards a program between he and Matt Hardy. And I just, well, not that part. Why I'm do I care about he that? Let Jungle boy shine in the match when he was a part of it, but he didn't have to win the match. Right, it, but that was all yeah. about Jungle Boy. It, Christian Cage for, was for a Friday night episode at ten o'clock, and now it's going to be all about Christian Cage moving forward, which is right back to the problem. Like, want to be a separate story because Jungle Boy is going to go off and fight Kenny. Well, yeah, but that's going to be over for one like, show. Yeah, that's yeah. that's going to be over, and then Jungle Boy will be in the same position that he was in before, other than he did, you know, he had one title chance, and they're going to pretend like Christian Cage, Matt Hardy is a thing that. We need to have in 2021 because yeah, I forgot about the Matt Hardy thing until you said it. Like, like the whole time during the match, I was like, "This is actually what they should have done with the Sting match." Like they they made it all about him looking good and uh, the young guy, not the old guy. And the old guy did things that helped, which is why they're fucking there, right? <laughs> but anyway, yes. Then the Matt Hardy thing happened and ruined ruined that too. I mean, all I can say about it is right now it feels it feels like what I just said about what WWE is saying. Like it really does feel like AEW is just saying. But they have people. They have full. Yeah, I mean, crowd. well, but it's but they're but, doing it. The, the shows are airing at ten o'clock on a Friday night. Yeah. Now they shouldn't do this because you know people DVR the shows and watch them whenever they want to watch them. It shouldn't be that you just pack up and get. They're, it's bad, man. It's uninteresting. It's also like they they felt the need to debut Andrade, so clearly they think that cool. something's By the way, big. What a terrible debut! That's the that's that's might be the worst of the W. Like, I don't care about Vicky Guerrero. Why is Vicky Guerrero with Andrade? The strange thing about it, the the one thing that I took away from it is, they let Andrade talk and he can talk. Why does he need a manager? He doesn't. 
Like that that's the straight and it's one of those things was like, holy crap, WWE had this guy and they had they wouldn't let him talk. Well he sure as fuck doesn't need her. Right. I mean, so like I, I'm wondering if it was just to debut and then she's not gonna be around anymore. Really I kind of hope that's what it is. I mean, really, they should just run back what WWE did and sign Zelina Vega and let him. The, the problem with that, if they want him to be a heel, Zelina and Andrade together would be super mega over. That would be. They don't seem to care about that throughout the rest of their. Fair. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just saying, like, that. that's a major, you know. Oh, look, you got the, you know, Zelina got fired for wanting the thing. And then I, yeah, I got to tell you something, guys. First of all, I thought that was a. I thought it was a fart noise debut. I didn't think it was impressive. To the point. That you can go back and watch the crowd. Re- like, they tried to show the crowd reaction like it was going to be this big reaction. And there was literally, I literally watched a man whisper to his friend who it was. And then the man pretended like it was a big deal. He had no fucking clue who this was. And there's a guy saying, oh, whoa, whoa, that's that's the guy from WWE. And the guy went, oh, shit. You can see his mouth say, oh, shit. And then he was like, Yeah. That that's the reaction that he got for that from that audience. I mean, I I don't know. It didn't do much for me. I'm not. I think Andrade is fine, but that's about what I think he is. I I, I think he can be very very good. I'm I'm actually interested to see him cut promos now. So yeah, I mean, taking a step further. I think he's great. Yeah, I, think, yeah, I was gonna I say. Know. I I think he can be a main event. I think he properly. deserved more than that. I don't think that that. I don't think him just walking I, out. With I, Mickey okay, Guerrero that's fine. I just think I think I'm conflicted by. I, I, you got to tell you, me you what. You don't think he's going to be used well because. Well, no I think that to. no, there's a little bit of that, but I he never ha- he was forced into a title picture that that made no sense in NXT, right? Like they just decided he won the title. I know, but he was forced into it. Like it wasn't a thing that was building for some was it, time. Was it Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Okay. He, they, yeah, he built. He beat Drew McIntyre. He defended against Gargano in the match of the year. They and then, but but that was all about the Champa return at the end. And then, yeah, he lost the title to Aleister Black. And then we never really saw anything that, I, like, I just, I've never seen any sustained... The, the Rey Mysterio feud. <sighs> we we literally came on here You're and right. said we wanted to You're wrestle right. every week. You're right. Yeah. We did say that. You're right. They kind okay. of did I, I was going to say, and, and right. I think leading up to the title, even though it was overshadowed, we had said, man, you know, because he had started to be paired with Zelina, and we're like... You know, this, this looks like a million bucks. They really I, have something here. I don't know that I, I... I... I thought the second they turned him heel, he was money. I loved it. I thought it worked. Yes, there was no real storyline. You're right about that. It didn't make a lot of sense storyline-wise. And yes, that is a problem in wrestling when you have a guy I, that you don't think you can right. do that. And, I, and I'll go back to... that. You're absolutely right. When I'm I'm forgetting the Ray stuff. And the Ray stuff was golden. And maybe that's just... Just let the guy wrestle, right? Like, just yeah, let him go out there the and have matches and, and, and be that. And... I have no idea what they'll do with him, but I don't have. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe I mean, I'm. Do I, I want I've to see him yeah. wrestle Pentagon? Absolutely. Sure. Sure. Do I think that he's going to be challenging Kenny Omega? Like, probably not. Him and Miro, that might be something cool. But y- y- again, there's no clear direction with any of these people. So it's hard to say, like, who fits where, other than I just want to see these guys wrestle, which I guess is what we come, what AEW comes down to, is the part that I have to be happy about is merely I get to see X guy wrestle X guy, and that's it. And in that sense, I I still watch it, right? So <laughs> there's a, a litany of people I would love to see him wrestle yeah. on that roster. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. I, I think Andrade, you don't need him to be the face of the company, but he's a guy, you know, sort of like, 
I'm, I'm going to use this for Chris Jericho's role in WWE, where he was like the upper mid card guy you can put into the main event and be credible. Kind of that. That's where I could see his place. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. Anything else we need to cover? Uh, Leo Rush retired again. Yeah, Wait, are we getting, are we getting more Inner Circle versus Pinnacle? More? Is that, we're getting Jericho. Yeah, there's gonna, there is like, definitely going to be a Jericho MJF match. There's no doubt about that. That's like definitely. That, that's the whole. That was the whole point of everything we had. Yeah. We've gotten so. Yeah, far. there's no doubt about that. Yeah, the Leo thing. I don't know what to make of it. You know what I mean? Like that, it, another injury, and so he says he's retired. But I, he, he retired this time last. Yeah, year. that's why I'm, I can't really say anything back. If, if, if it's over, it's sad. Yeah, it's a bummer. It's, he's certainly a talent. There's no doubt about that. All right, very good. Let's get the plugs in. Uh, Aaron, start with you. Uh, check out VEASAN on, if you have Comcast, you can have it on the app, VEASAN.com. You can find it on iHeartMedia. The Nightcap, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Pacific every night. All right. And you can find me on Twitter at the AOster. All right, Brandon. I mean, we just keep announcing show after show after show. There's lots of exciting stuff coming up that we're going to be announcing in the coming weeks. Glenn knows about a couple things. <laughs> That are really exciting that I can't <laughs> talk about yet. Redact, uh, redacted. September second, we have Bayside coming back with census. That was the one. <laughs> Stop it, Glenn. Uh, Pod is doing the satellite. Uh, I had no idea they 20th. were. Once, once did a theme song for Rey Mysterio. By the way, it's still the theme song for Rey Mysterio. Is that still the same one? It's booyaka booyaka. Oh, that is still the same one. Yeah, you're right. So they they do Rey Mysterio's theme song. So by the way, we should have them on the show. We I'm absolutely sure we, should have Sonny from Pod on the I show. I guarantee you. We could probably get Sunny from POD. They were so big that the year they played HF Festival, they were essentially the headliner. Like they, I, I think it, I think it was actually Godsmack if I remember correctly. But like POD was so massive, and particularly because like they brought the Christian crowd with them. Yeah, that like they were essentially the headliners of an HF Festival, and that's the that time big. we're talking about because they're gonna play their album Satellite all the way through. This is the twentieth anniversary. Is this, is of that. this the We Are We Are? Yep. The boom, youth of the name. Oh, I did love that, that song. Too. God, I love that. Ready or not, here it comes. The yeah, I did love that song. Oh uh, damn it, I'm gonna end up at the Pod show, aren't I? <laughs> what hey, a weird uh, bit. Might as well. What a weird bit. Um, we also announced. Uh, let's see, Atreyu is coming back on November 17th, and we announced. Uh, well, that's it. I almost said something I shouldn't talk oh, about. Boy. So we will All talk right. about more shows next week on the show when we announce a whole bunch of awesome stuff and as always get your tickets at ramsheadlive.com or follow us on twitter and instagram at ramsheadlive and if you want to hear my bullshit and i'm going to remember this every week ever since you've hey, completed about it hey. you can follow me on twitter at brandon Lynch. two for two this week both of you said your own twitter accounts what a world i'm at glenn clark radio glennclarkradio.com is my website Oh, boy. Thanks again to uh, Conrad. Thanks to Jeff Jarrett. Get out and see them at Jimmy's this weekend. At AJ Francis 410 is how you follow him. And then you can watch that. But Rick, Rick, 8, 8, 8 o'clock, Rick, uh, WWE's Most Wanted Treasure, Sunday night, 8 o'clock on A&E. For Brandon, for Aaron, and for the main event. <laughs> Booyaka, booyaka, six. Uh, uh, AJ Francis. I'm Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out. <laughs> booyaka, booyaka.